You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And now, everybody and welcome to another episode of if you don't like that with grant napier glad to have you on board today's podcast is brought to you by new works plumbing of sacramento locally owned for over 20 years new works has a fix for you for your plumbing needs and repairs just go to newworksplumbing.com n-e-w wrxplumbing.com remember they have 24 7 service so if you have an emergency in the middle of the night no problem new works will be there for your plumbing problems your repairs, all of your needs. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. Again, that is N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. On Sunday, we saw the impossible, bizarre, the game that was tied, Raiders and Patriots, a 24-all. The game was going into overtime, and then, well, it was not going into overtime because one of the most bonehead, stupid plays that you'll ever see in the National Football Bowl League is called by Kenny Albert on Fox Sports. Mac Hollins out on defense. He's all the way back. And Stevenson is inside the 30, flips it back. Stanford band nowhere in sight. Uh-oh. It's picked off. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Incredible. Chandler Jones takes it in and wins the game for the Raiders. Again, Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma on Fox Sports. You know, you think you've seen it all, right? And you see snafus, you see bonehead plays all the time. And then, of course, throughout the history of sports, you just see guys or gals, athletes, that just had the worst mistake at the most inopportune time. The biggest blunder. The biggest, biggest detriment to a career, something that will plague you for the rest of your life, something that becomes part of sports history, just like we saw on Sunday in that last play where the Raiders somehow, some way, found themselves with a gift a week before Christmas. Then you talk about a blunder that they still talk about. Decades later, we take you back to the World Series, the Boston Red Sox, the New York Mets, Game 6. 5-5 in a delirious 10th inning. Can you believe this ball game at Shea? Oh, brother. 3-2 to Mookie Wilson. 
Little roller up along first. Behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets win it. If one picture is worth a thousand words, you have seen about a million words. But more than that, you have seen an absolutely bizarre finish to game six of the 1986 World Series. The Mets are not only alive, they are well. The great Vince Scully on that call. Incredible. A play that would plague Bill Buckner for the rest of his life. Then you remember the Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins in the snow, Thanksgiving Day. Listen to how Emmett Smith recalls that moment. Miami's trying to go in and kick a field goal with less than 15 seconds, I believe, left in the game. And if they make it, game's over. If they miss it, we win. We block the field goal. It's a 41-yarder. It's a first-down kick. And it's blocked! It's blocked and rolling around at the 10-yard line. You can see the ball spinning around on the white snow. And everybody's saying, get away, Peter, 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 meaning stay away from the ball, stay away from the ball. And all of a sudden you see one white jersey with a star on it come running out of nowhere. Yellow! Oh, Leon Lett! Leon Lett! Oh, my goodness gracious. I think they get another shot. This is Miami's ball. Miami recovers the ball at the one-yard line. So they get another shot. This time, field goal good. We lose the game. The great Brad Sham on the call, the longtime voice of the Dallas Cowboys. You know, when you think of futility, when you think of one of the most bizarre, stupid decisions ever made in the history of sport or in the sport of golf, you have to go back to the 1999 British Open at Carnoustie. John Vandeveld somehow, someway, lost this tournament with a big lead as described by the great, great Peter Alice. Now, what to do? What to do? He's out with a driver now. Now, I'm not sure this is right. Although, he's had a four and two threes on this hole. He's going to be at least three shots ahead. A six will do. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, you lucky little rascal. And that bounced and seemed to go way to the right. He's, he's pushed that away and missed the water. He's almost, well, he's right in front of the 17th tee. We now pick up Peter Alice's description as Vandeveld is walking to his ball with a three-shot lead. Again, the 18th hole at the 99 Open Championship in Carnoustie. And, uh, well, I believe it was the wrong uh, policy at the time because he's got such a beautiful uh, game from about 80 or 100 yards. 
but uh, it's there's certainly work to do for Jean because I mean that was a, a wild tee shot but the golfing gods are with him the, I don't know whether he's related distantly to Arno Massey who won this championship back in the early part of the century but some golfing god is with the young man at this moment and it'll be interesting again to see what he does now does he knock it down the fairway with an eight iron you've got to miss the burn he's uh, he's three shots ahead so he can afford uh, to take a six and still win a double bogey and still finish at five over well anything going left and hard will go out of bounds I think he's firing right of the clock maybe aiming at the bunkers First tee. Well, you do. <laughs> I don't believe this. Well, <laughs> hello. What is going on here? I, well, let's have a look where he is. He's still short of the burn. Is he short of the burn? He bounced back off the stand. I think really, if anybody needs an advisor, he does at this at this moment. Can you believe that? Now he's got to pitch up. Peter, it's not one I would like at all. It's deep down the bottom here. He can get at it just, but he's got to go over the burn and then over the bunkers, but should go left. Of course, if he goes left and it runs, it could go out of bounds. This, this is really... Uh, his golfing brain stopped about 10 minutes ago, I think. Where's he going now? He's going out left. To the front of the green? Yeah, must be. I don't believe it. This is... This is really, this is, um, this is so, 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 so sad. And so unnecessary. This could end up with a, a playoff between Laurie and Leonard and it, he not even involved in it. Well, we've seen a few miscues and mishaps in our golfing careers, but What are you doing? What on earth are you doing? Peter Allen no, saying that as he's now taking off his shoes and socks. Go and stop him. Give him a large brandy and mop him down. Now, I don't know. We've Many of us have tried these kind of shots, but he's going to sink deeper and deeper. It's all silty down here, and I don't think he's going to last very long. No, this this really is beyond a joke now. He's 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 gone gaga because this is uh, this is quite. I've never seen anything like it before, and to attempt to hit the ball out of there is pure madness. Because he could hit the wall, go back in, the ball could hit him. He could end up not finishing in the top twenty. Well, he's thinking about it, but this is horrendous stuff, Alex. No, thank. Thank goodness, good sense prevails. Oh, yes. 
Vanderbilt picking up the ball and putting it's it back into play. One stroke he's penalty. Stop it once it gets over the bunker. They played a similar shot to the one he plopped into the burn. He just didn't accelerate through. Down in two from the bunker. To force a playoff or get his forces way into the playoff. Justin Leonard, 20 minutes ago, must have thought, well, that's it. My chances have gone. And due to the, uh, the unfortunate play of this young fella. Hard to believe a three-stroke lead. John Vandeville, triple bogey, would go on to lose in the playoff. Then you think about Hall of Fame players, Brett Favre, NFC Championship game, Minnesota at New Orleans. Vikings driving, trying to set up a kick that would put them into the Super Bowl. The great Paul Allen on the call. Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Near side to the 40. And John Sullivan runs him down at the 47-yard line. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. Looking at that play, he should have just held on to it, Paul. He should have. He could have easily gotten five or six yards if he would have just pulled that thing down and dove forward. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. What an absolute classic call by Paul Allen. As a Giants fan, it still lingers with me today. The miracle... At the Meadowlands, just listen to the call by Don Cricky. Follow that. As the clock winds out on the Philadelphia Eagles, a game they thought would project them into a possible wild card position. It would bring them 7-5 and five had they won. But a late interception by the Giants will preserve a Giant victory. An upset win as the Giants lead 17-12. to 12 We're inside 30 seconds. The Eagles have no timeouts. Wait a minute. Here's a free foot. I don't believe it. The Eagles pick it up and Herman Edwards runs it in for a touchdown. An incredible development, just like the opening game of the season when the New England Patriots were running the play, the game out against the Washington Redskins. A fumble. This is the most astounding development. This is even more unbelievable. The just Eagles. doesn't get the snap. He just loses the snap, doesn't get it. And who's right there? Herman Edwards picks it up on the dead run and goes in for a touchdown. Absolutely unbelievable. He Zaka and Pizarczyk missed the connection. The ball hops up on the one hop to Herman Edwards. He's in a got an open lane right into the end zone with 20 seconds left while the Giants are running out the game with a seven. Look at Dick Vermeil. He can't believe it. I guess he feels he's got one coming after some of the close ones he lost. The opening game of the season, they beat the Rams all over the field and then lost in the longest field goal that Frank Corral had ever kicked. And Corral played for him at UCLA and the Rams won it. And this is an incredible development against the Giants and for the Eagles. A fumble. Now they make an extra point. Well, with 20 seconds left, the Eagles lead the Giants 19. That's unbelievable. I've seen Dempsey kick a 63-yard field goal. I fell out of the press box of that one. This is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. That was unbelievable. So was Jim Marshall of the Minnesota Vikings. 49ers, Vikings, Lon Simmons, on the call. 
Kilmer driving for the first down, losing the football. It's picked up by Jim Marshall, who's running the wrong way. Marshall is running the wrong way, and he's running it into the end zone the wrong way. Thinks he scored a touchdown. He scored a safety. That was October 25th. 1965. You know, there are so many collapses. There are so many individuals that would love to have a moment in history back. You know, the Bill Buckners of the world, Leon Lett, you know, Jim Marshall, team collapses, you know, Brett Favre with his interception. There are so many, you know, the great, the band is on the field, Jim Starkey or Joe Starkey rather on the Cal Stanford call. How about Greg Norman's collapse at the Masters? It's what makes sports beautiful. You never know what's going to happen, just like on Sunday at the end of the Raiders-Patriots game. Nobody could have possibly envisioned that game ending that way. It's the beauty of sports. What's your most memorable collapse? You know, whether it was an individual team. I mean, there are so many. I just touched some that came to mind. But join me on Listen App. We can... Talk about this. Hit me up on my Twitter account at Grant Napier Show. I would love to know what you would rank as the biggest boo-boo, the biggest bonehead play ever, or the biggest team collapse. Hey, we're also brought to you by Fosters and Paws, a group of passionate animal advocates that work hard to save lives. And they understand that rescue is hard. These animals are often abandoned by the humans they trusted. And they try to create a relationship and bond with each of the animals that come into their care. They they primarily focus on uh, vulnerable dogs in shelters. Uh, They pull a lot of pregnant moms, nursing moms, bottle puppies, dogs with medical needs, and dogs in danger of being euthanized. Check them out by going online, fostersandpaws.org. That's fostersandpaws.org. It is now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. All right, Mike asks, is there ever a time you think it's justifiable to pay a player post-retirement like Bobby Benilla and Chris Davis? You know, Mike, it's not even an issue of whether it's justifiable. You know, it's a contract. And these teams that give these players these type of deals, they have no one to blame but themselves. Sean wants to know, did I watch the PNC championship? And what did I think of it? If I did, I did not. Luke wants to know why I thought the Colts fell apart at the end of the game. Just because they're not very good, Luke. But you shouldn't be blowing a 33-0 lead uh, at the break. Andrew wants to know if I think Brock Purdy is going to have a long-term career in the NFL. I would say, based on what I've seen through two games plus, yeah, I think he is. You know, I think if it doesn't work out with the 49ers, I think another team will uh, definitely uh, take a flyer on him. So, for sure, yes. Trevor asked, does the result of the Commanders game determine Daniel Jones' future with the Giants? It's a great question. I think Daniel Jones very quietly has had a very solid year. I talked about this yesterday on my YouTube channel with Sean Salisbury, and he agreed. We think Daniel Jones has had a very solid year uh, for the New York Giants. Rich wants to know, what's your take on the NFL considering ejections for roughing the passer penalties? Well, I think we should consider ejections for the referees that call these absurd penalties on the quarterbacks, such as the one on Thursday night with Nick Bosa against Seattle. That's the problem. I mean, the issue with the NFL, Rich, is all of the roughing passer penalties should be reviewed because they're getting so many of them wrong. Alex wants to know, is the end of the Raiders game the dumbest play in sports history? Alex, welcome to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Reed wants to know, do I agree with Damian Lillard that he's the second best shooter in history behind Steph Curry? Did Damian Lillard really say that? Did he watch Larry Bird play Reggie Miller? 
Did he watch? Well, I can go on and on. No, he's not. He's not. But I'm glad he thinks that. Philip wants to know, uh, did I watch the World Cup final? Phil, I did watch the World Cup final, and uh, I thought it was phenomenal entertainment. And it's the first time I've ever watched a soccer match from start to finish. I've never done that. And to watch Messi play, uh, I'm very happy that I watched one of the greats of a sport perform and play at the level he did. It was absolutely outstanding. David wants to know, is Nerlens Noel a good fit for the Kings, and what would you trade for him? David, I wouldn't trade you for him. No, he's not a good fit. Ben wants to know, have I ever attended a WWE event? I did a long time ago. Look it up. Gorilla Monsoon and Ivan Putski were on the card. You know, a long time ago, Ben, at Madison Square Garden. Gorilla Monsoon and Ivan Putski. All right? I I loved it. Derek wants to know, do you like the six redesigned NBA trophies? No, I don't. I think it's a shame. I think it's uh, awful uh, that the NBA is erasing so much of the past legacy with the National Basketball Association and the sport of basketball. So, no, I am not a fan of that. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and again, maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Brent's Rant. Well, the Sacramento Kings played the worst team in the NBA last night record-wise. They played a team that had lost eight in a row. They played a team that had played the night before in Denver. And that team, the Charlotte Hornets, came into Sacramento and schooled them 124-119. to 39 points in the first quarter, 34 points in the fourth quarter, and it is a bad loss. It is the worst loss of the season for Sacramento. And listen, I understand that coming back from a long road trip, the first game is always rough, but it's not the whole game that's rough. It's the first first quarter and I I was okay with the Kings coming out and being flat in the first quarter it's part of what happens in the NBA I've seen it time and time again I wasn't that alarmed by that although 39 points allowed is a problem but I, I get that but that doesn't make an excuse for what happened the rest of the way and it doesn't make an excuse for what happened at the start of the fourth quarter when Charlotte took control of the game and went on a run okay Bad rebounding, bad free throw shooting, and I thought Mike Brown, the coach of the Kings, hit it right on the head. We just got a dose of reality, and then he said, we did not deserve to win this game. We did not deserve to win it the way we played. Good for Mike Brown, and a bad loss. Long homestand, the Lakers tomorrow, but that is not the way you want to come into Sacramento with a big crowd, a crowd that was ready to go crazy, a team that was four games over 500. Again, it should have been a layup against the Charlotte Hornets, but instead it's a loss and it's back to the drawing board. Try to bounce back tomorrow against the Lakers. And that is my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. Hope you have a great day and thank you so much for joining me right here. If you don't like that with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.